listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 This is Straight Out of Vegas with the voice of Vegas, your host, R.J. Bell. The pregame show America has always wanted. I doubt the future. I doubt the future. From the Vegas Strip, here's R.J. Bell. Nope, not even close. Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. It's straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up here in just a couple of minutes from now, we are going to get into what the future could look like. It's never too early to look ahead and plan ahead at a potential Super Bowl winner. So we'll get to that here coming up just a couple of minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. If you're listening on the iHeartRadio app, we appreciate you. If you're listening on hundreds of Fox Sports Radio affiliates, we also appreciate you making us a part of your Tuesday afternoon into the evening. And we're going to take you all the way up until 7 p.m. Eastern time, 4 o'clock Pacific, right here on Fox Sports Radio. Now, the big news around the NFL is the situation involving Aaron Rodgers, who did show up to Packers training camp in Lambeau, in Green Bay. He showed up uh, basically looking like the same guy who was in Hawaii, Uh, like a guy uh, who was kicking a hacky sack around, playing a banjo, uh, and maybe uh, indulging in some of the finer things in life, Uh, the things, uh, a different shade of green than the one that he'll be wearing at this point in time uh, this upcoming season. But Aaron Rodgers is there, and it appears like they're going to give this thing a go. That Aaron Rodgers, with the restructuring of the contract and the redoing of the deal, that Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers are going to make it a, make a run at it in 2021, and they're going to try and make this thing work for at least a year. And it's not that surprising. The longer this went on, the closer it got to training camp, the more public appearances he was making, the quieter it got, the more I felt like Aaron Rodgers is going to come back. They're going to figure out a way to make this work, and he's going to come back. Now, there are some people in the media uh, who think that there was indicators that Aaron Rodgers was seriously considering retiring uh, because they took betting lines down at some of the sports books and and so on and so forth. And those people are just people that have no idea what they're talking about. All right, They think because uh, they once rolled dice in a casino somewhere that they have some idea as to how gambling works and the sports betting market works and what this means, and that it doesn't. They were trying to cover themselves because they didn't want to put a line out there until they had all the information. Because there was still a possibility that maybe Aaron Rodgers gets dealt. Maybe he shows up to training camp a la Deshaun Watson. They have a discussion and they decide, hey, it's not working here. Let's try and facilitate a deal. We meet face-to-face. It doesn't add up. Let's facilitate a deal, and let's try and get this thing done, and we'll move on, and you'll move on, and we'll start with the Jordan Love era. So there, was no, there were lines taken down, but I don't think it was an indicator that Aaron Rodgers was seriously considering retirement. I don't think he was. He was still training. He was still doing all the things to prepare for a season. Ask yourself this. If you are walking away from a job... And you've decided, I'm done. And I don't even need to come back in to work. 
are you still going to bed at the same time every night that you normally would, like you're working a normal shift the next day? My ass, you're up late. You got happy hour back to back. You're taking it all in. So this idea that Aaron Rodgers was getting ready for a season but was going to ultimately end up retiring didn't make any sense. But this is where the conversation moves forward. This is where we need to plan ahead because we are still waiting for official word as to whether or not Aaron Rodgers uh, uh, does get this deal done. They're expected to iron this stuff out. Now, the Packers have already worked uh, on a deal to uh, reacquire Randall Cobb, uh, one of Aaron Rodgers' favorite targets from Green Bay back in the day. Uh, There was a trade uh, involving the Houston Texans. They acquired Anthony Miller from the Bears, and there are some reports out there that say that deal was done because Houston and Green Bay already had something in place to move Aaron Rodgers or to move Randall Cobb to the Green Bay Packers. But don't worry. He was going to retire, everybody. Uh, Continue to believe that lie. Uh, There's also several others that I can uh, direct you to on YouTube regarding UFOs, Yetis, and the JFK assassination. So continue on with that lie, and you can have fun talking with people in the media about that. But what about 2022? Where do we stand with Aaron Rodgers in 2022? All right, so we've got a plan ahead. Let's just all acknowledge, more likely than not, Aaron Rodgers is not going to be a Green Bay Packer quarterback in 2022. That's the feeling I get. That's the feeling I get in looking at some of the details of the contract, some of the verbiage, the language, if you will. This feels like to me, and I talked about it yesterday, that this is all about Aaron Rodgers wanting to dictate terms towards the end of his time in Green Bay. And so if we acknowledge that and you believe that, you've got to start looking ahead to 2022. And there are odds out there as to where Aaron Rodgers will play in 2022. Now, Of course, the Packers are listed as the favorite because you want to play this safe, right? It's, you know, it's easier for the Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers to just stay put. But if we acknowledge that more likely than not, Aaron Rodgers is moving on, let's eliminate them from the equation. Who else is out there right now that you look at and go, this makes sense for Aaron Rodgers, or this is a team that would make a lot of sense for Aaron Rodgers. There's the usual suspects, and these are the same usual suspects that show up every single time there's a quarterback on the market over the last year. The Denver Broncos are sitting after the Green Bay Packers in 2022 as the favorite for Aaron Rodgers. So the Denver Broncos are sitting there, and it makes sense not only on the surface, But just in regards to the fact that these teams have already had some discussion about a trade, if you believe some of the reports that were out there around draft day, these teams have had talks about, okay, maybe making a deal. I don't think they're pot committed to Drew Locke. I don't think they're pot committed to Teddy Bridgewater. They've got a good defense. They've got a bunch of weapons on offense. And they're in a division in which they've got to deal with Patrick Mahomes and Justin Herbert twice a year for the next decade plus. If you're the Denver Broncos, why don't you make the next three to four years a little bit easier? So it would make a lot of sense for Denver. If Aaron Rodgers was the guy and they wanted to pull off a trade and get this done next year, it would make some sense. 
Now, Vic Fangio's status with the team, whether they want to go with an offensive-minded coach, who knows? You cross that bridge when you get to it. But if you land Aaron Rodgers, at least you put yourself into, in, into contention in the AFC, in that division, and moving forward. You've also got the Raiders, similar situation. Some people look at John Gruden. Some people look at Derek Carr. Man, I don't even know if John Gruden's going to be back next year. I mean, I know the contract is there, but if, they, if this continues to go bad for Gruden and company there, at what point do people start looking around going maybe we've got a problem here i hope it doesn't happen i want gruden and mayock in the nfl for the entirety of their contracts in with the raiders i think it's fun uh, i like that the raiders are in las vegas i think they, they they're a curveball to the nfl i think it's a lot of fun it's enjoyable they're a fun team to talk about you never know what you're gonna get there's a quarterback rumor sometimes he likes Derek Carr. sometimes he doesn't all of that is enjoyable but there's a couple of teams that are not really being talked about as much that I think have a real possibility and actually would make some sense if we are going to look at Aaron Rodgers' next destination after the 2021 season. First and foremost, the New Orleans Saints. Think about it like this. New Orleans already kicked the tires on Tom Brady last offseason. They had already come to some sort of an understanding that even if Drew Brees does come back and it wasn't even they weren't even sold on the idea of Drew Brees coming back there were people within the Saints organization that thought Drew Brees wasn't coming back hence why Tom Brady was a discussion at Saints headquarters last year so if you're looking at the situation in New Orleans you realize hey Jameis Winston similar to Denver they're not pot committed to Jameis Winston Taysom Hill He's a great gadget quarterback. He's a guy you can bring in to surprise some teams. If you need a couple of plays, if there's an injury mid-game, he's serviceable enough that you can put him out there and have some sort of a a success or, or build some sort of an offense around him. But make no mistake about it. Jameis Winston is the starting quarterback in the New Orleans Saints. If they really believed Taysom Hill was the guy, he'd be the starter going into camp. And there'd be no discussion about working in Jameis Winston at any point. So if they're not committed long-term to Jameis Winston, Aaron Rodgers in New Orleans makes a lot of sense. You can push back on it and say, yeah, but they don't want to trade him in conference. If you wow them with a deal, if you offer them something good enough in that sort of a deal, you'll take it. You're not trading him in the division. You're trading him to the Saints. Maybe you meet once every two years. Maybe there's a matchup here or there, but you're trading him in the conference to the Saints. And if you're Aaron Rodgers, you'd be good with that. You're not having to play in frigid temperatures in Lambeau. You go to New Orleans, you're playing in the Dome. And then you get Aaron Rodgers v. Tom Brady in that division for a couple of times a year over the next couple of years. That's fun for everybody. So I think the New Orleans Saints make a lot of sense. And if you're Sean Payton, you've dealt with high levels of success at the quarterback position. You know how to operate an offense. And Sean Payton would love nothing more than to get his hands on Aaron Rodgers. He went 5-0 and with Teddy Bridgewater. What do you think Sean Payton could do with that offense, that offensive line, which they continually address in the draft? They continually re-sign their own guys. They've got a defense that plays well enough. They struggled at times last year in certain points, but I think the New Orleans Saints are a team to look at moving forward that would make some sense for Aaron Rodgers. And then another one that I think would at least have a discussion 
because they don't really have a plan at quarterback moving forward. They got a couple of backups. They've also got a veteran who's clearly towards the end of the line when it comes to his career in the NFL. What about the Steelers? If you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you see what is transpiring with Ben Roethlisberger and you look at it and you go, all right, we understand he's done amazing things for this organization and he's a great quarterback and he's going to be a Hall of Famer, but the end is near for Ben Roethlisberger. If you look around and think you've got a good enough roster that you can still compete right now to win a division and you are in a division in which there are some people that feel like you've got the worst quarterback in that division. Because if you were to ask somebody, hey, moving forward, who do you have the most confidence at quarterback in the AFC North? They're going to give you Lamar Jackson one, Baker Mayfield two, and they're going to go probably Joe Burrow three, just based on age and especially if he comes back healthy and he is fully cleared to come back this upcoming season. There are people that are really skeptical as to whether or not Ben Roethlisberger can get back out there or if the wear and tear and the damage on his body moving forward is going to be a problem. So if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you realize we've got an issue at quarterback and no real long-term plan, why the hell would you not at least look into this? At least have a discussion. I get it. He's a veteran. You would love to have your guy for the next 10, 12 years. But if you've got an opportunity and the Packers would be more willing to do a deal with you as opposed to some team in the conference, I think the Steelers make a ton of sense. So those are a couple of teams that I look at and go, there's an opportunity there. The Saints are sitting at plus 750, lay 100, you win $750. And then the Pittsburgh Steelers aren't even on the board right now when it comes to Fox bet, aren't even on the board you can go either at plus 400, but if you can find this in a, at a sports book or somewhere online, there's an opportunity. I think the Pittsburgh Steelers have some value. Uh, those lines, again, courtesy of Fox Bet. Jonas Knox, this is straight out of Vegas, in for RJ Bell. Up next, there are two teams in the NFL who are taking completely different approaches to the NFL preseason, and you could capitalize on it. We'll get into all of that next year. It's straight out of Vegas right here, Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. I disagree with intervention. I disagree with protocol. If you speak out against the words, then the hammer's gonna fall. Straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. Uh, you can hang out with us as always on the iHeartRadio app. Coming up in about 10 minutes from now here on Fox Sports Radio, uh, there's a major story in the world of football, and there's also a uh, reality attached to that story that I don't think is good news uh, for a very, very large fan base. So we will get into that here uh, 10 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, this is normally when we check in to see what the weather is like on the Strip in Los Angeles. Vegas, uh, but we've decided not to do so. Um, you know, we, yesterday we checked in with John Ramos, uh, the weather report from Sherman Oaks. Uh, a lot of pushback on that. There were a lot of people that were unhappy <laughs> with the reporting of a John Ramos. They felt like he didn't uh, do it enough justice and paint the picture uh, well enough. So we're going to go ahead and uh, skip past that here. Sorry, John. I mean, I know you're really looking forward to that. So, uh, so we're going to go ahead and uh, bid farewell to the weather report from Sherman Oaks. 
So our apologies for anybody out there that was wondering, uh, hey, so how hot is it right there on a street and in a building right next to an El Pollo Loco and a liquor store with dust (laughs) on the candy bars? Gonna go ahead and skip past that one here. Uh, all right, so let's uh, let's uh, get into this discussion though, because uh, the NFL preseason is right around the corner. Now, uh, if you've ever heard Fox Sports Radio before uh, on any of the shows that uh, I have done over the past uh, couple of years, uh, I have cannot stop bloviating about preseason football. I absolutely love it. I absolutely love it. I think it's phenomenal. Uh, there's a lot of people who uh, who want to dismiss it. Last year, uh, one of the things I really missed during the pandemic, you know outside of the whole, you know, being able to go outside thing in California. But one of the things I really missed uh, in the pandemic was preseason football. I just love the whole idea of it. I love I love that we put on these games. They don't mean anything and I still fall victim to it. Like they they, they these games mean nothing. And I can't stop watching. They don't even bother to paint the end zones. Uh, half the time, the guys uh, uh, suit up and play a series and then never return. Uh, it's just like all of the stories, all of the stuff around. I've always said this. The most compelling stories from Hard Knocks every single year are the guys that are trying to make the team. The bubble guys. You'll get some players that that become stars on on Hard Knocks because uh, you know their personalities and whatnot, and you'll you'll maybe uh, you know hear like Rex Ryan became a star because uh, he was so vulgar and all that. But if you go through all of the training camp battles, it's the guys that are trying to make teams and the highlights from the preseason games that we remember the most. That's the success of Hard Knocks every year that it comes out, and so I do believe. That not only do I enjoy preseason football, I think there absolutely is a value to it. I, I 100% think there's a value to it. I think it's great for players. I think a lot of players are maybe going to make a roster or make an impact or have an NFL career based on what they do in the preseason. You can say, no, 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 that's uh, that's not the case. They already know who are going to make these teams. Uh, the preseason means nothing. All right, so tell Terrell Davis that. Guy's a Hall of Famer. Made the roster in Denver because of a special teams play on kickoff was planning to leave Tokyo. They were over there playing a football game. He was like number six on the depth chart called down that day. This is a true story. Terrell Davis called down to the hotel that day to change his flight because he wanted to go home early. He was going to quit the Denver Broncos because he couldn't get any playing time. The only reason he wasn't able to book a flight from Tokyo is because the person that answered the phone at the front desk didn't speak English. So he ended up staying for the game, wasn't even prepared to go in. I think he had just eaten was one of the stories. Like He had just eaten a hot dog or something on the sidelines. They needed somebody on special teams. They threw him out there. He annihilated some guy on kickoff, and the coaching staff said, who's that? And the running backs coach said, oh, that's Terrell Davis. Uh, He's from uh, Georgia. He's like a six on our depth chart. Hey, man, that guy wants to play. Get him in there. Guy's a Hall of Famer because of a preseason game. Austin Eckler, Wes Welker. You can go through the annals of preseason football, and there's a true value to it. So from that standpoint, it's really valuable. I also think the preseason is really valuable for a couple of players and a couple of star players that are returning. And the way their organizations are handling it is really, really interesting. So Dak Prescott and Joe Burrow are coming off major injuries. Dak Prescott, gruesome injury. Uh, We all saw it play out nasty. Joe Burrow, 
maybe equally as gruesome, and that's coming from somebody who's had a major knee injury before. That Joe Burrow injury was really bad. Really. There was when they went in there to actually take a look at it, there were reports that came out that it was worse than what they actually expected. Dak Prescott, there was some concern about whether or not Dak Prescott was going to be ready for a preseason, uh, be, be ready for this season just based on his recovery and where he was. You know, he he was not joking when he said this. And I think some people thought Dak was kidding in which he said he finally felt comfortable and confident in his ankle when he was at a Cinco de Mayo party and he started dancing. This was just a couple months ago. So there was some major question marks about whether or not these guys were going to be ready to go. And the way that their organizations are handling this in the preseason, I think is interesting because the Dallas Cowboys have said, yeah, we'd like to get Dak Prescott into some preseason games. We'd like to get him some reps. You know, whether whether he gets into the Hall of Fame game, which is coming up uh, a, a little over a week from now, believe it or not, we're going to have the Hall of Fame game in Canton, Ohio, between the Cowboys and the Steelers next Thursday night. Whether they get him in that game or not, the Dallas Cowboys, Mike McCarthy has said he wants to do it. Dak Prescott has said he wants to do it. They're looking at this as an opportunity to try and get out there, work through some rust, get some live reps against a, 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 another team trying to make plays and guys trying to make a roster and get ready for the season. And I think it makes a ton of sense. And if that's the case and you've got the Dallas Cowboys, don't you at least, and don't feel bad about this. People have done worse. You know, some people, uh, you know, buy things that are worse for you, whether it's fast food uh, or, uh, or uh, you know, uh, intimate material online for, uh, for you and, and, and uh, your better half, whatever the case may be. Don't feel guilty if you bet on preseason football. All right, because the Bengals and Cowboys may have offered you a little bit of a peek into what betting on them could look like because the Dallas Cowboys are telling you we'd like to get our starting quarterback some reps. So maybe if you don't want to bet the entire game because you feel like Dak Prescott's only going to play a series or two, that's fine. Why not a first quarter bet? Why not a, a, a over-under total bet on the Dallas Cowboys when it comes to this? Like, I think the Dallas Cowboys have provided you an opportunity here. They're telling you, we'd like to get our quarterback out on the field. The Bengals, on the other hand, nah, we're going to go ahead and skip the preseason. We're not, uh, yeah, we're going to go ahead and uh, most likely Joe Burrow's not going to play in the preseason. So the Cincinnati Bengals have said their quarterback also coming off an injury they're not going to go ahead and get out there in a preseason game. They're just going to roll them out week one. Now, I, uh, I, I don't want to call it a mistake because I can understand the concern, but it is a little bit interesting to see the way two organizations handle this because the Cincinnati Bengals, you've got to be looking at Joe Burrow thinking, yeah, you know, we got, saw some really good things from Joe Burrow. We saw some nice things, some things that we look at and go, hey, that's somebody that we can build around in the future. But if you're the Cincinnati Bengals, don't you at least want to see what you got from a health perspective before you send them out there against Minnesota in week one? Does that seem like a good idea? The fact that Cincinnati's going to walk Joe Burrow out there against Minnesota, live reps, week one, ready to go, coming off that injury, I, I, it's surprising to me they would take this approach. But again, this is where you can take advantage of it. Because if you see that a team doesn't want to risk putting their starting quarterback into a preseason game, that tells you that team is placing no value on the preseason. 
little to no value, which means you can take advantage of it, which means you can probably fade Cincinnati just like you would favor Dallas, especially in the first quarter if Dak does get out there and have some live reps in these games. So when NFL teams make moves, there is an opportunity for all of us, and I think the Dallas Cowboys and the Cincinnati Bengals have given you an opportunity to take advantage of it. All you got to do is overcome the guilt and the shame you might feel for betting on preseason football, which I have zero of because I bet on a horse race in Japan during the pandemic, and that's a true story. Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. It's straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, coming up next, there is a reality to a major story in the world of football. We will have that for you next here on FSR. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. It is Straight Out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up in, uh, we will call it 15 minutes from now here on FSR. Are. Uh, if you wanted some bad blood in the world of sports, uh, you have got it. Uh, there is a major bad blood based on an incident that occurred over the last 24 hours. We will get into all of that here uh, 15 minutes from now on Fox Sports Radio. Um, all right. So there is a uh, one of the major stories in the world of football is what is happening in college football. Now, if you're a traditionalist uh, like I am, uh, you know, I'm, I'm not thrilled about the idea of uh, Texas and Oklahoma potentially going to the SEC. And the news uh, that came out uh, earlier today was that Oklahoma and Texas officially put in a request for SEC membership. So uh, the SEC is expected to approve it from everything that I've read. Uh, and that vote is uh, going to be taking place on Thursday. So, it doesn't mean that this is going to happen right away. This means that it's probably going to be from people I've talked to 2023 at the earliest that, you know, they are committed to this uh, this media rights deal that they've got uh, through 2025. But it does look like Texas and Oklahoma are going to be a part of the SEC. L- listen, I still believe that Nebraska should have never left the Big 12. And I know there was all, there's money, there's TV deals. There's, I'm just talking pure traditionalist here. I still look at Nebraska as a Big 12 team. There's a lot of people look at them as a Big 8 team. All right? I still can't wrap my mind around Maryland being a Big 10 team. I just assume they're ACC. That, that's the way I've always assumed it. Same with Miami being in the Big East. Same with Syracuse being in the Big East when it comes to basketball. There are just certain things that, that I have a hard time really wrapping my mind around when it comes to teams that have moved and changed conferences. But this is where we're at. Uh, there, there's, you know, there's a lot of movement. There's a lot of fluidity. Uh, the NCAA feels a little bit unstable right now. There's some people that wonder whether or not it's going to exist here pretty soon. Name, image, and likeness is out there, so you've got players taking advantage of it. And I just think that there is a reality to where we're at with this whole thing. Um, Texas isn't that good. So, I mean, at some point, I know that people like to, uh, you know, talk about Texas and Texas is back and this is the year. But, man, I feel like we keep recycling the same story about Texas football every single year. Every single year, Texas comes in, a lot of preseason hype, hook em horns, uh, uh, Texas is back, Matthew McConaughey's on the sideline, uh, you know, driving uh, an orange BM, uh, an orange Buick in some commercial, uh, and wearing a leather jacket, uh, talking about how great Texas football, like all of this stuff, all the hype around Texas football, as it stands right now, they're not very good. What the hell do you think they're going to be in the SEC? 
I, I, I don't like what, like, what are we talking about here? Like, where does Texas rank in the SEC right now? If we're just ranking the SEC teams right now, and I know that, that, you know, this is a couple of years away, but let's just talk right now, present day, Texas to the SEC. Are they better than Alabama? No. Are they better than Texas A&M? No. That's been proven in-state the last several years. Are they better than Florida? No. What about Georgia? Probably not. What about LSU? If they bounce back and they get their recruiting back on track? Absolutely not. And they're definitely not better than Oklahoma. That's been proven over the past couple of years. So it just, I'm, I'm just looking at the situation going, I understand the appeal. I know that we want a super conference and all that. But do they really get what they're getting themselves into? And that, to me, just screams of the next couple of years until they make the move is crucial for Steve Sarkeesian. There were some reports that came out over the weekend, and there's been a lot of this stuff, a lot of this back and forth, that Steve Sarkeesian knew about this months ago and that that was part of the reason why he wanted to move to the SEC or wanted to take the Texas job because he knew a move was, was coming up. And look, to that I say, man, if Texas knocks on your door, you take that job. Like, I'm not going to sit here and dispute that Texas doesn't have a great fan base and it's not a major brand and there's not a ton of money that floats around there in Austin when it comes to the Longhorns. Absolutely. But I believe that Steve Sarkeesian also realizes, okay, If we want to make an impact in that conference, a conference I know so well because I helped recruit and I was an assistant there under Nick Saban in Alabama, then we got to be able to really step on the gas over the next couple of years. And I think Texas's success in the SEC is going to be what they do recruiting wise before they get to the SEC. I'm not really worried about Oklahoma. Like, I don't think Oklahoma is going to be as powerful, obviously, in the SEC as they are in the Big 12. I'm not really worried about them. I think Lincoln Riley has shown the ability to coach up quarterbacks and and either take a quarterback who is a C quarterback and turn him into a B plus or an A minus like he did with Jalen Hurts or take a really talented quarterback who's a baseball player and turn him into a Heisman winner like he did Kyler Murray or take a guy, build around him, play to his strengths and get that guy to be a number one pick in the NFL draft like he did Baker Mayfield. I'm not so concerned about Lincoln Riley. I think he's going to figure it out. And I actually was saying this over the weekend on Fox Sports Radio. I don't think Lincoln Riley coaches one single down in the SEC. I don't. I think he's gone before then. I think an NFL team is going to poach him, and I think he's going to make a move. But if he sets them up for success, I think Oklahoma is going to be okay. If you're Texas, the next couple of years are crucial to whether or not you can make an impact in the SEC. Because as of right now, Locally, Texas is a big deal, and Texas is the team there in Austin. Nationally, people are all scratching their heads, still trying to figure out what all the hype is about, and we've been doing it every single year for a long time now. Jonas Knox, straight out of Vegas, in for RJ Bell here on FSR. If you want to hear and talk about some bad blood in the world of sports, an incident over the last 24 hours has set you up for fireworks over the next couple of days. We'll get into that next here. It's Jonas Knox, straight out of Vegas, right here, Fox Sports Radio. Straight out of Vegas! Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. 
Jonas Knox in for RJ Bell. It's straight out of Vegas here on Fox Sports Radio. A couple of programming notes. That sounded professional. A couple of programming notes here. Uh, coming up in uh, about 15 minutes from now on FSR, it is uh, The Odd Couple, Rob Parker and Chris Broussard. Make sure you check those guys out. Uh, they will have uh, all sorts of fun stuff and shenanigans. Reunited this week uh, after Rob Parker took a two-year vacation. Uh, so we will uh, be hearing from uh, those guys coming up. Always a fun listen uh, here on Fox Sports Radio. Also tomorrow here on Straight Out of Vegas, uh, I am joined uh, by a man who's got no shame in his gambling game uh, the one and only steve fezzik will be back in the chair alongside me uh and he is already uh already set to piss several people off uh, during the course of the show tomorrow now i don't want to give away the details of the exact bet that he made but i'll just say this he bet against America in the Olympics. Uh, I'll just, uh, he bet against America in the Olympics and, and whatever uh, the story was with Simone Biles uh, uh, earlier today uh, at the Olympics. Um, and listen, there, there are people that are chiming in that, oh, you know, we got to take, uh, you know, mental health seriously and, uh, you know, stop picking on these, these athletes and whatnot. Look, I, what do I know? If she, she's got, you know, she had a meltdown. It happens. You know, it, it's like I, I was never overly critical of J.R. Smith when he forgot time and score during that playoff game. Because I thought, listen, man, in the heat of the moment, when, when things get a little bit crazy, sometimes you forget what's going on. Sometimes you, you forget it. It's like how many times do you see people get scared? You know, they see a spider, uh, they have a near uh, accident on the freeway. And, like, you can't control what your emotions are at that moment when something catches you. Like, sometimes this stuff just pops up. So, um, you know, there there are some people who are, you know, concerned about uh, her well-being. Uh, Naomi Osaka was a, a similar uh, comp that people were making. Although I think Naomi Osaka kind of, um, you know... I mean, when you say, you know, you don't want to, you know, do media and all that stuff and, you know, then you come out and there's a documentary and uh, several cover shoots and things like that. And, you know, I mean, just some people look at that and go, well, a little uh, seems a little odd for somebody who was not interested in being a part of a media scrum of, you know, for the French Open. Uh, so, you know, a little bit interesting. Uh, so uh, Steve Fezzik, a uh, bet against the uh, Americans, uh, but he will also have all sorts of fun stuff here uh, when it comes to the NFL. It's training camp week. A lot of stories out there. Uh, I know there are many people in the media that are very bothered uh, by the uh, the Aaron Rodgers saga. Uh, John Ramos and I, a technical producer, were talking during the break. It's like these it's like the same people that were complaining about the Dak Prescott story from a year ago. Like, oh, God, uh, can we just move on? We're going to talk about Dak's contract status again. We're in a pandemic, all right? You got that or Tiger King. What do you want? Beggars can't be choosers, all right? I I couldn't get enough of the Dak Prescott contract talk, all right? There were no sporting events going on outside of the UFC, and nobody wanted to talk about UFC with me, all right? So So, of course, we talked about Dak Prescott, it was that or Tiger King. You want to talk about a potential $40 million a year quarterback or some drug addicts in Florida with no teeth uh, who are mistreating animals? You had a couple of choices here, all right? So we're not, I'm not going to complain about it. Aaron Rodgers provided us content. He continues to provide us content. And by the way, if you think the story is now over and there's no more drama between him and the Packers moving forward, you clearly have not been paying attention to what the NFL coverage has been like over the past several years. It's knee-jerk reaction after knee-jerk reaction. If the Packers come out 
and they lose a couple of games in a row this season, and Aaron Rodgers maybe has a couple of bad games in a row, you don't think people are going to take that story and run with it? So stop complaining, all right? Stop crying about some of the coverage and, and what we've been talking about. The NFL is here. It's training camp week, and I got news for you. We are officially a little over a week away from our first game. We got Steelers. We got Cowboys. We got two historic franchises in the Hall of Fame game. Everybody relax. This is a good place to be. This is a good place to be when it comes to coverage of the NFL. I don't care if it's Aaron Rodgers or whatever you think uh, you're tired of when it comes to this league and these stories. Um, Jonas Knox, straight out of Vegas here, Fox Sports Radio. I do want to mention this. I don't know if there's a gambling line on, uh, and, and again, there's a lot of things that you can bet on in the world of sports. I'm not sure if there's actually a prop bet for this. Uh, some people call those exotic bets. Uh, those are newbies. They're prop bets. They're called prop bets. So I don't know if there's a prop bet on this uh, and whether or not you can actually indulge in this if you wanted to make a little bit of coin tonight. But I'm just purely speaking hypothetical here. If there were a prop bet on the number of Cubs players that will be hit in the face by a baseball tonight by the Cincinnati Reds pitching staff, I would lean heavily on the over. Because after Javi Baez's uh, performance last night uh, against Amir Garrett in the walk-off win for the Cubs and the Reds, uh, you can go ahead and put it in pen that there will be some retaliation over the next couple of games in that series. Now, Javi Baez has been apparently scratched from the lineup because he's got a heel bruise. Uh, Major League Baseball has reached out to David Ross and said, you know, uh, there's a suspension that could possibly be taking place here soon because it was over the top. Uh, at one point, he threw his bat at Amir Garrett. Uh, he was talking before the, the pitch. He was talking while the ball was still in the air. Uh, he was uh, making a sweeping motion uh, to Amir Garrett while walking to first base. Uh, he was untucking his jersey. I mean, if you want flair, if you want a little bit of intrigue in your Major League Baseball, you got it. And now it's on Major League Baseball to decide how they want to handle it. But nonetheless, retaliation will be taking place. So if there is a prop bet out there that you would like to take advantage on, I am calling my shot. In fact, I'll make the line right now. Screw it. Why do I need to wait? Why do I need to wait? So, so we're going to call this um, Ramos's Sportsbook here on Fox Sports Radio. So at Ramos's Sportsbook, where we specialize in Major League Baseball prop bets, I'm going to set the over under at one and a half. Number of Cubs players that get hit violently with a baseball coming up later on tonight in their game against the Reds. And I'm taking the over. Over one and a half, that is your best bet, according to Ramos's sportsbook. Over one and a half Chicago Cubs players that get hit with a baseball tonight in retaliation for the antics of Javi Baez last night in a walk-off win for the Cubs over the Cincinnati Reds. Uh, book it, try and find it, and if you can't, I don't know what to tell you. Don't shoot the messenger. I'm just handing out winners here on Fox Sports Radio. Uh, it is straight out of Vegas here on FSR. If you missed any of the show, you can check out the podcast at Fox Sports radio.com just search for straight out of vegas for john ramos for dan buyer and for everybody that took part in the program we appreciate you doing so steve fezzik the anti-american sports gambler is back tomorrow it's straight out of vegas right here on fox sports radio straight out of vegas